your ad is improving the user experience. So you get rewarded with more impressions and cheaper clicks, period. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome to episode number 37 of Perpetual Traffic. And on today's episode, we've got a little bit different format for you. I think you're going to like it, though. I think you're going to like it. All right, what we're going to be covering is five of the biggest mistakes that we see people making when it comes to running Facebook ad campaigns. The way we're going to do this is, is actually Molly, Ralph, and myself each are recording our own mistakes that we feel are, are some of the biggest mistakes that we see people out there making. So Molly's got her, her mistake, Ralph's got some mistakes, and I have some mistakes. And we're going to be covering the five biggest mistakes we see people making out there today. So specifically, we're going to be covering mistakes when it comes to scaling too fast, issues with targeting, ad creative, campaign objectives, and messaging, okay? Those are the big mistakes that we're going to talk about today and how you can improve if you're making any one of these mistakes with your campaigns. All right, Molly's going to come in with her important mistake. Then Ralph's going to come in with three more key mistakes we see happening all the time. And then I'm going to round it off with one important mistake about messaging that we see people making all the time. And I think that if you listen closely to these, you can find out, are you making any of these in your ads or are your clients making any of these mistakes? Is there a way that you can massage your, your targeting, your messaging, uh, how you might be able to scale uh, a little bit differently? All right. So I hope you enjoy these and we're going to start it off with Molly. Hey guys, Molly Pittman here. The biggest mistake that I see people making on Facebook right now is really when it comes to the optimization and scaling of campaigns that are working. You set up an ad, you run the campaign for five to seven days, and you start to get results that you like, right? Um, Maybe you're selling your product or you're generating leads for, uh, say you're generating leads for $2, right? And um, you're really happy with that. And a lot of people will will sit there and, and they'll say, okay, I'm generating leads for $2, and you know i'm spending ten dollars a day if i increase the budget from ten dollars to a hundred then i should just get ten times more leads because i 10x the budget right but a lot of people don't realize that when you scale your results are not going to stay the same right you can't expect to increase your budget from ten dollars to a hundred dollars a day and for your lead costs to still stay at $2. You really have to think about how the Facebook algorithm works. When you tell Facebook that you want to target a certain amount of people and you have a certain budget to spend, that algorithm's going to work to get you the best results possible. But if you scale too quickly, in terms of increasing the budget by, you know, 10x, or you're trying to increase the budget every day, it's going to throw off Facebook's algorithm because it's never really allowing them to optimize. So what's really important in scaling is to understand that 
when you start to get results that you like and you want to scale and you want to get more of those results, you can't just start increasing the budget every day and, and expecting the results to stay the same. As you increase the budget, it's giving Facebook more money to play with. But if you do it too quickly, they're not going to have enough data in terms of optimization yet to really figure out where to spend that money to continue to get the same results for your campaigns. So please, please keep in mind when scaling, it's something that takes time, right? We recommend scaling um, your budget about 50% every three to five days. If you can do it even a little slower and maybe increase the budget once a week, that really slow scale is what's going to allow you to get more of the same results without seeing a giant jump in cost. There are also other ways to scale. It's not just increasing the budget. As you scale, it's important to trim off the fat and to trim off the demographics and the placements that aren't working. When you run your campaign, it's important to look back and say, wow, this age group of people that are 50 to 60, they're just really costing the, the CPA or the cost per lead is really high for, for this group of people. I'm going to remove them from the campaign. That's what we mean when we're talking about trimming the fat. Another way to scale is uh, to scale out to other audiences. Because if you're targeting, say, a million people, keep in mind that the more you increase your budget, you're just going to continue to reach that same audience over and over. These aren't robots. They're real humans that you're targeting with ads. So another way to scale is to find more targeting options that are most like the options that are already converting for you and to create new ad sets or new campaigns targeting new groups of people so that you can take this winning ad that you know is performing well and start to distribute it to more of your target market. A big mistake or really misconception that, that I see is just that people really don't think about this as a, a platform that has an algorithm and, and there are real people that we're running ads to. They're, they're not robots, right? So as you scale, you can't expect Facebook to 10x your budget and for the results to still be the same. So if you can wait three to five days, seven days, increase your budget by 50% slowly, and then also think about scaling out to new audiences, I think that you will see better success in scaling your ad campaigns on Facebook. Hey, this is Ralph, and this is my three things that I see as the three biggest mistakes people make when doing Facebook ads. Number one is targeting. Targeting that's either too vague, too big, or too small. And with all the different types of targeting that Facebook now has under interests, as well as behavior, as well as demographics, and you can do what's called flex targeting now, as well as lookalike audience targeting, there's so many different ways to target your ideal customer on Facebook Probably the biggest mistake that I see when I get into any Facebook ad account, whether it's uh, as an account audit for a potential uh, agency client or whether it's somebody that we're coaching and helping them with their Facebook ads is usually targeting because it all kind of starts with targeting. As we had discussed 
on the ad grid episode, uh, Molly had laid out exactly how important targeting is to your specific avatars. So you might have a number of different avatars that buy your stuff or that are fans of your product or maybe could be potentially customers for you. So these avatars have individual targets that you have to brainstorm and think of using what's called audience insights inside Facebook as well as through Google searches, as well as through Amazon, a lot of different things uh, that we've discussed in previous episodes. But when people start running Facebook ads, what I usually see is I usually see that audiences are far too small and they basically just run out of, of steam very quickly and then stop getting impressions or they're far too broad. They're just too big. So the ideal audience size, at least in our opinion, is anywhere between 500,000 in an audience up to about 2 million. Seems like the sweet spot for us is right around the 1 million mark. And sometimes when you when you're doing your interest research, let's say that you're selling a product for um, for people who like basketball. And specifically, there is a subset of your customers who you know are really good customers and they're big fans of ESPN. Um, maybe they like March Madness and they like basketball. So the simplest and probably easiest mistake to make is to throw all of those interests inside Facebook, ESPN, March Madness, and basketball and if your demographic is maybe male, if you wanted to you know, just narrow that down to male 18 to 45, your market for that is probably seven or eight or even 10 million, which is just way too big. So what you could do, and one of the things that we're starting to do far more often now with our agency customers is do what's called flex targeting. So people who like basketball, but also like ESPN and also like March Madness. And this will typically get your audience size down, you know, depending on how many countries that you're, you're targeting. Let's just say that you're targeting in the United States. You can still maintain a couple hundred thousand, maybe up to a million people in that audience, but they're super, super targeted. So they like all the things or have shown interest in liking those three things. So they're far more targeted for your product or service. So that's one of the things that we're using now, probably more than just about any other feature, which is called flex targeting. It's right inside the power editor, really easy to use, and uh, it will get you better results and better targeted results for your ads on Facebook. Another thing that we oftentimes do is we create lookalike audiences off, off lists. Like let's say a customer has an email list or a customer list. We'll create what's called a lookalike audience off that list. And sometimes we'll use that on its own. So that's somebody who looks like a customer of yours based upon the emails that you upload uh, inside the Facebook ads manager. So you can create audiences of those. And that's about 2 million people usually in the United States. So you can narrow that down by maybe in that same example, you could put in that lookalike audience and then also put in an interest of, let's say, ESPN or basketball or March Madness. And you can get that 2 million or 2.2 million down to about 900,000 or maybe a million too. So it's a little bit more targeted. So that means that these people look like your current customer but they also have an interest for March Madness, ESPN, or, or basketball, whatever your specific interest is. So that's one of the biggest things that we see is a first mistake. Second mistake that we see is 
using only one creative or one ad. This happens an awful lot and people wonder why they just stop getting impressions. Is that, let's say in that example that I just used, uh, let's say we did use that flex targeting. We used Basketball March Madness and ESPN, but maybe we only had one ad targeting those people. So even though that audience size might be, let's say 900,000 or maybe a million, that ad, even though it might not reach all those people as you spend money and spend time advertising to that interest group, what Facebook seems to, especially recently, seem to penalize advertisers for not being creative enough, for not having enough creatives to choose from, and your ads just get stale. So there isn't any sort of benchmark that we use as far as how many times your audience actually sees an ad where when it stops being effective or maybe stops converting or stops getting traffic to your website. But the general rule, whenever you do create an ad set, always try to create three different ads for that ad set. And you might split test or at least try to split test as much as possible. Facebook typically doesn't do it unless you have a very high budget. Maybe you use the same ad copy for all three ads, but then you use three different images, three very different images. Or maybe you have the same image, but you test maybe three different types of copy. So one of the things that we like to do is use one creative that we've maybe established as a really good creative, which is your image, like your 1200 by 628 image that you see in your newsfeed that's clickable and that goes to uh, offsite, goes back to your website. What we'll oftentimes do is we will have three different ads inside that ad set with the interests of you know that flex targeting that I mentioned before. And we'll have three lengths of ad copy, maybe one ultra short. Maybe that's just one question and then a resolution and, a, and an answer. You can go back to the previous episode on how to write ad copy for that. And then you can write another one, which is what we call sort of short copy or maybe longer copy, where you have maybe a question, then you have a little bit longer copy, maybe two or three lines. Maybe it even gets cut off by the ad, so they have to click to see more. And then maybe the third one we'll use is what we call long ass copy, which is anywhere from 500 to maybe 2,000 or maybe even 3,000 words. It's almost like a blog post inside the newsfeed itself. So we'll test all three of those different ad copies with maybe one image. So you always want to be testing one thing at a time. And if you have three different creatives, Facebook seems to give you more impressions and make your ads last longer because they have more to choose from. So they'll typically choose one over the other, maybe two over the other one that's in that ad set. But you can pause one and then have the other one show and see if that converts or does what you want it to do as far as what your objective is for your ad. So that's the second thing that we see is uh, just one creative, just one ad, usually in an ad set. The third thing we see many, many times is using the wrong objective. So the first thing that you do when you create an ad inside Facebook is that you have to create a campaign with a specific objective. So for the vast majority of our customers, they hire us to get a conversion, which is they want to get a lead, they want to get a name and an email, and then they take them into a, an email sequence where they cultivate them with content and with different offers for a lot of their different products. So that's a, a typical type of customer that that we work with. They want leads. They want people to attend a webinar or they want maybe someone to buy a low-priced product for free plus shipping or maybe a full-priced product. So 
Our goal is to get a conversion. So in all three of those cases, whether it's getting a name in an email, maybe a low price product, or you know, maybe a free plus shipping offer, or maybe a full price product, that's all a conversion. So the best uh, objective for that inside Facebook is website conversions objective. Many, many times we'll see customers that come to us and they are using either clicks to website objective, or maybe they're using page post engagement objective, or maybe they're just boosting the post from their page. And then that ends up becoming what's called a page post engagement objective. So when you're choosing an objective, make sure you choose it in line with what your outcome is or what you want your outcome to be. And in this case, uh, you would use website conversions as your objective and start with that. So oftentimes, maybe sometimes in the past, people have advocated that you should start always with clicks to website and then switch over to website conversions. That's not the case. Uh, we have not seen that to be the case. In very, very rare cases, do we ever do that uh, inside our agency? And in most cases, we just start things off and, and do what Facebook wants us to do, which is they're a lot smarter than we are. And if we want website conversions, we don't try and trick the system. We just set it up as a website conversion campaign. And in most cases, when we start off with a campaign like that, we will just leave the bidding as automated or automatic bidding. And then at a later date, we might toy around with the manual bid to try and lower our cost per lead or our cost per acquisition. So that's the third thing that we see that is a big mistake with Facebook advertising is using the wrong objective. Just make sure that whatever your objective is, whether it's to get fans for your page, use the objective for get more fans for your page or like campaigns. If you want traffic to your website, you want people to see your blog post uh, and read it on your site and maybe not convert, but just maybe just get traffic to your website. Maybe you've got a, a publishing website or maybe you're selling advertising on your website. Clicks to website is the best uh, objective for that. And then lastly, website conversions. If you want a conversion, a lead, or you want a, a low-priced offer or a sale, something like that, use website conversions as your objective. Because in each one of those objectives, Facebook will show, let's say out of that audience that we had discussed in mistake number one, they'll show your ad to that subset of people, maybe in that million person audience. Maybe there's 300,000 people in that audience that are geared towards clicking on ads. So those clicks to website objectives, they are shown for people who have a tendency to click on ads. Website conversion campaign objectives are shown to people in that audience. Maybe there's 300,000 in there, maybe 400,000 people that are known to be converters. They are prone to converting on Facebook. And maybe there's another audience inside that grouping that just likes to share stuff and engage in a post. And that's like your page post engagement. And then maybe another portion of that million person audience really enjoys like clicking the like button. So Facebook knows a whole lot about your audience. So just align your objective with what it is that you want for your key performance indicator and uh, whatever your goal is for your business and let Facebook do the work for you. So those are my three mistakes that we see inside Facebook ads. And we'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Thank you, Ralph and Molly. Great, great stuff. Some of that stuff we see all the time when it comes to scaling. A lot of times, one of the biggest questions we get in, in our Facebook ads university group is I just raised my budget and my cost per conversion went up. What do I do? So that is really, really good advice. And remember, you can go back and listen to episode number 20 
of the podcast where we talked about five ways to scale paid traffic campaigns. Very important. Some of the fastest ways to scale are adding more target audiences, okay? There's a lot of lookalike audiences that you might not realize that you can tap into. You have a lot of assets when it comes to lookalike audiences. You can create lookalike audiences based off your customers, your contacts, your website visitors. Now you can create them off of your not only video views, but Facebook is now adding custom video view retargeting lists. So you can create a lookalike audience of people who have watched at least 50% of a video or 75% of a video or 25% of a video. Okay. You can create lookalike audiences off of your fans and lots of different things. And so remember, you have more options when it comes to targeting. And one thing that we found too, is sometimes if you just, if you're trying to get up to 50 bucks a day and it's a fairly big audience, just start it at $50 and see what happens instead of trying to, you know, scale from like $10 to $20 to 30. So sometimes we found that you might start off right out of the gate at $50 per ad set. And then when it comes to scaling from there is where you start to scale slow. All right, so great stuff on targeting, Ralph. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, One creative, very, very important. A lot of people do that and then their ads die out. So make sure you're not only testing one thing at a time, but that's also gonna help you with ad fatigue. Okay. And then the wrong objective. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see people make, especially when it comes to their video ads. If you're running a video ad, even if it's a content rich video ad and you're sending people to a webinar registration page, the goal is to get them to convert, then use website conversions as your objective. All right. The last mistake that I'm going to talk about is all about messaging. The big mistake that I see out there all the time is, is not talking to your specific avatar and being authentic and conversational. Okay, this is so important. This is why most direct response copywriters fail when it comes to Facebook ads. Okay, they might not just completely fail and then lose money out of the gate, but I will bet you that there's a lot of people that are very good copywriters that might be getting a cost per conversion quite a bit higher than they actually realize if they softened up their messaging and just talked to their audience like they were talking to a friend, okay? This is a tough one. It's a very fine line because you've got to understand the core principles of direct response and leading with benefits and really putting yourself inside the mind of your ideal prospect, of your target audience that's on Facebook. So you have to understand what people are triggered by, but at the same time, we see so many ads that are just cookie cutter, leading with fear and leading with bullet point benefits and and those types of things. And we've split tested different messaging. We've had our coaching clients and agency clients split test messaging where it was more quote unquote direct response, benefit, benefit, a little bit of fear, maybe talking about what they can get as opposed to just writing a, a post like you would write an organic kind of post without trying to get a call to action, but then having a call to action at the end of that messaging. We've seen it so many times where if you just write it like it looks like a letter or like the first couple paragraphs of a blog post or an email, the results can be staggering. Like we've seen cost per conversions decrease by three times. I go from a dollar to 30 cents or go from, you know, $5 to to $1.50 or $2 when they softened up their messaging and they just talked to their audience like they met that person at a party. Okay. So think about this for a second. When people see the word sponsored, 
at the top of your newsfeed ad, okay? Because your post, your most of your ads, when they're running in the newsfeed, they're gonna look like a, a post, but it's gonna say sponsored at the top of it, right? So that person, subconsciously, the first thing that happens is they get their guard up. So just close your eyes for a second while you're listening to this and imagine, imagine your exact ideal user that's on Facebook. You're, they're your specific avatar and they're, they're scrolling their newsfeed and all of a sudden your ad, your post, your sponsored post comes into their field of vision and they see the word sponsored. So remember, first thing subconsciously what happens is their fists, like just, just picture that person's, their two fists come up and their guard is up. So what your job to do is how can you get their guard to go back down? That's the key to your messaging. You want your ad to look native. You want it to look like a post. That's why we've seen a lot of ads with really long copy, like literally, you know, sometimes four or 500 words in the post itself, really beat out shorter copy that's more curiosity based. Okay. Because people see this long copy and they know they get to read, they get to find out what you're about or what your your message really is about. And all of a sudden they know that you're not trying to hide something. So there's so many ways you can do this. You can do this with your videos. You can do this with your messaging, but think about it this way. How can you get that person to get their guard down? Then what happens? What happens? So if somebody spends a lot of time reading your post, or if they don't hide your post because they feel like it's, it's warm and fuzzy or they like it, or they comment it, or they share it, what happens? Yeah, you get free impressions from people, but more importantly, that tells the Facebook algorithm that your ad is improving the user experience. So you get rewarded with more impressions and cheaper clicks, period, okay? So yeah, you get a lot of great, you know, free bonus love when you have good messaging like that, but more importantly, you get rewarded by Facebook in a big, big way. Your ad is more engaging. So how do you do this? You might be sitting here wondering, well, how the heck do I do this? Well, you do this by thinking about it this way. Let's say your audience is 35 to 49 year old men. And a friend of mine invited you there and I was at this party. I'm in your target audience. Okay. And what would you say to me if you shook my hands, you knew I was kind of in your target audience, but I didn't know anything about your business. Hey, how you doing? You know, what do you do? How would you explain to me what your product or service is about? That's how you want to message people on Facebook. Uh, another way. So let's say somebody refers a friend to you via email. How would you explain your product or service to that person that your friend referred to you? You would just write to that person, explain you're passionate about your product or service. You probably believe in it. Tell them about it. That's how you want to message people on Facebook. We see the same thing with video. That's why I've got a nine minute video. That's got about 400 or 500 words in the ad copy itself generating customers for less than $5 per customer. It's because it's super authentic. Everything is out there. They know what they're getting. There's no question. And it's just, it's all out there. And it goes directly to a sales page. Okay, same thing. We've got clients. We are literally driving traffic into sales pages. But the only way that we can do that is if the messaging is very content rich and just talking to the person and helping them. And then, hey, by the way, we have, I have a solution where you can even get more and get all of this in, in one package. And so there's, there's ways you can do this. And that's the key to, to really winning big. And sometimes taking a shortcut where you can take you know one really good ad and take them right into a sales page or right into maybe a webinar and get really high attendance rates. This is how you get higher profit per click, higher profit per lead, okay? 
And like I said, a lot of times you get cheaper clicks because Facebook sees your ad, your creative as improving the user experience. All right, so that's my big mistake. And I think hopefully you can take something out of that and, and, and figure out a way to test a different type of messaging that will connect to your audience in a much better way, much deeper, more authentic way. All right, so that's it for today. That was five biggest mistakes that we see people making all the time when it comes to their paid traffic, specifically Facebook ad campaigns. I hope that helped you. I hope this podcast helps you. Please, if this podcast helps you, go to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us honest feedback on how this has helped you, maybe what you like most about the the podcast. We really appreciate that so we can share this message and these tips and strategies with more people out in the world. Lots of good things coming right now. We're excited about some of the upcoming episodes. Facebook has recently rolled out a couple huge, huge new features. One is more custom audience options for video ads. This is game changing. Now we can retarget people who have watched a specific amount of that video. This will be one of the biggest game changers for 2016, I promise you, if you are tapping into this. Okay, another one is Facebook's adding more engagement type of retargeting for people that have become more engaged on your website, people that have come back three different times, those types of things, custom retargeting lists, focusing on people who are more engaged. This is why it's even more important to be really using the strategies that we talk about over and over in this podcast, all the way back to episodes one, two, and three, the foundation of this podcast. The new features that Facebook just rolled out, those strategies and literally episodes one, two, and three are even more critical for you to do those things because Facebook has given us more tools to continue to focus on people that have become more engaged and laser target our ads. So it's exciting time. Hope it's exciting for you, and we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.